Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week it's banjo time on Ozark Highlands Radio. From its ancient African roots, my buddy Mark Jones and I will follow the banjo's transition from a slave instrument into the mainstream of American popular and folk musics. Not only will Mark and I guide you through performances by various banjo masters, we'll also be sharing some of our best banjo jokes. As an added bonus, writer, musician, and traditional dancer Aubrey Atwater presents the story of the African-American banjo, illuminating the African roots of this enduring musical instrument. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. I've been thinking lately that we need to feature an instrument that's certainly maligned these days because everywhere you go, you hear banjo jokes. The banjo is a very important part of Southern Mountain and particularly Ozark music. So I want to study some today about the banjo, different styles of banjos. Maybe hear some different banjo players. The guy around here who knows the most about the banjo that I can think of is the guy who keeps our vault, Mark Jones. I want to go down there and see what he knows about the banjo. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Dave, I'm doing good. How about you? Well, I'm pretty good. We're getting through all right. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about the banjo a lot this week. I heard some good banjo jokes not too long ago. And uh, I wonder what kind of banjo music you've got on the shelves here. you probably got quite a bit, don't you? I've got a little bit of everything in here. There's all kind of stuff, actually. There's so many different styles of banjo and uh, different-sounding banjos. Mostly what I've heard you play is claw hammer banjo. You probably learned that from your dad, didn't you? I do. I, I play claw hammer, drop thumb. It's called a many a different names. Slang hand. And <laughs> frailing, but it's basically all a rhythmic pattern. And uh, yeah, I do. I do have one uh, that I pulled aside here for you to listen to. It's a thing called Banjo Sam that Dad did a long time ago. And your dad, of course, was Grandpa Jones of Grand Ole Opry Jones. fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's listen to Banjo Sam. All right. I'm a roving little banjo picker up from Alabama Where I used to hold the cotton and the cane Well, the old folk, they will miss me when they shout for little Sam Night and night I live with them again Well, I left them in the night when the moon was shining bright Struck out with a banjo in my hand Oh, I left my only brother and my dear old aged mother And I run away to join the little band Well, I picked and sing both night and day I'm working mighty hard Making all the money that I can when I go back home, I shall go back in style. The old folk will be proud of Banjo Sam. Well, I'm a saving every cent, accepting what I go and spend. I'm a going back to see them all again. Oh, to see my only brother and my dear old aged mother. They'll say, Welcome home, little Banjo Sam. The cabin 
which I lived in was sitting on a hill and the mockingbird is singing on the tree. There I'll build myself a mansion in that spot that I love well. Let mother and my brother live with me. Well, when the work is o'er, we will gather round the door of that mansion, all the kin folks in a jam. Oh, we'll keep the banjo ringing and we'll listen to the singing. They'll say, welcome home, little banjo jam. Mark, that's a mighty fine rendition of Banjo Sam by your dad. Yes, it is. It's a, a good old tune. Now, we were talking about frailing or, or, or claw hammer banjo, we, your style and your dad's style. There's a lot of different styles of banjo playing, aren't there? There sure is. Have you got anything that's uh, a more ancient or archaic sound of, of a banjo? Well, there was a fella that was here not too long ago, and I was really impressed with the style and the sound that he got out of his banjo. I think it's more of a nylon or a gut string instrument, and uh, it just has a whole different sound. Jerron Paxton. Oh, yeah, Blind Boy Paxton. He was here a couple of years ago. In fact, we featured him on this radio show at one time. We did. Dave, this is a rendition of Soldier's Joy. An old Civil War song. That's true. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Yankee soldiers come down, said they won't shoot a rebel. But I told him I must get loaded, I'm going to hold a level. <laughs> Oh, my 
that's a, that's great to hear, Jerron. He, he's got an old-time sound, doesn't he? He sure does. And, of course, that song, Soldier's Joy, Soldier's Joy was a term for morphine, which was became pretty popular among soldiers during the Civil War. That's true. It's also interesting to note in that song, he changed his banjo style partway through the song. He frailed the first part, and then he went into some pretty wild finger-picking there towards the end. As I've run across, there's a few people that can do both styles really, really well. And uh, Jerron is definitely one of those that can do it, you know. He uh multi-talented and a very entertaining person. Have you got any more of his stuff? I do. Here's another track called 900 Miles. Okay. I'm walking down East Tide with tears in my eyes Trying to read a letter from my home Well, I'm 900 miles from my wife and my child Wondering what's gonna become of me There's a good old song, Mark, 900 Miles. Yeah. 
You know, Ron d- did a great job. Now, that's it. a song that's been done in a lot of different styles by a lot of different people. True. Jaron's a neat guy. He's uh, from California, as I recall. Uh, he's uh, spent a lot of time in New Orleans. The guy plays every instrument you can think of, piano, banjo, guitar, fiddle, no telling what else. Very talented young man. Yes, he is. Hey, uh, uh, thought I'd try a banjo joke out on you. Oh. You know how many musicians it takes to tune a banjo? No. No one knows, actually, Mark, because it's never been done. That's right. <laughs> Hey, there was a guy here a while back who used to be a member of the Carolina Chocolate Drops, Hubby Jenkins. And as I recall, he ate the old banjo up. You got any of his stuff on the shelves here? I do. We got a copy of uh, Walking Boss. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this tune, but I've heard other folk musicians do it. And it's good. It's um, He uses steel strings, so it has a little bit different sound than what we've just heard with Jerome. Well, let's hear a little bit of Hubby Jenkins. Okay. That's a great song. Sounds like an old railroad song to me. It is, I think. Walking Boss. Yeah, Hubby did some great banjo stuff when he was here. He plays guitar and banjo as well. What else have you got by Hubby? Well, I have, let's see, let me get my glasses. Oh, okay, Sandy Boys and Creek Girls. These are two different songs. They're kind of, it's kind of a medley like. Yeah, Sandy Boys I'm familiar with, but I don't think I've heard Creek Girls before. Would you like to hear it? Let's hear it. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. That was Hubby Jenkins playing Sandy Boys and Creek Girls. Mark Jones and I will be back in a minute with our banjo show, maybe some more banjo jokes. But right now we're going to take a short break. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio, where Mark Jones and I are discussing uh, one of the most maligned instruments in folk music today, the banjo. Mark, we've got a lot of really good banjo players right around here. Who would you recommend as a a good old-time banjo player here in Stone County? And I've run across an old feller that used to play a lot. In fact, he traveled many trips with Jimmy, and he went to the Smithsonian with him and just all over the country with Jimmy Driftwood, and he played banjo. I bet you know him. Who's that? Book Miller Shannon. Ah, Book Miller. I remember him very well. You know, I never saw Book Miller that he wasn't wearing bib overalls. He was really one of the last of the real neat old timers that we had around here. He lived at Timbo, Arkansas, and he was just a farmer like all the rest of the people around here. Had ransom cattle and liked to hunt coons and played a little banjo on the side. Now, Dave, I think he played a lot of banjo on the side. (laughs) It sure sounds good. And uh, he always played for dances around here. And so uh, I'd love for you to hear this. Maybe me and you both can learn a banjo lick or two. I don't doubt it. He taught a lot of people. In fact, he taught Judy Clemenson, later Clinkhammer, who was a banjo icon around here. And he's the one really taught her her licks on the banjo. That's true. What what song have you got for us? We've got Shortening Bread. Okay, let's, let's listen to it. Thank you. 
Wow, so that was Book Miller Shannon playing Shortening Bread. What, what was all that racket that came in partway through the tune? Well, now I told you he played for a lot of dancers, and that's people having fun dancing to his music, okay. which he did it many nights and had a lot of people. I bet there's a lot of people that's danced to Book Miller Shannon's banjo. I'll bet so. Well, Book Miller's passed on, but I'm really glad we've still got his music in the archives. Me too. You know, I thought of another fella that's pretty well known around here, and he's kind of a legend. And uh, I run across a recording of him when he was 83 year old. That's Uncle Floyd Holland. Uncle Floyd. He lived up at Fox, up where I live now. He was a good old guy, and he played here into his 90s. Yeah, and it's just incredible. He's doing a song called Nellie Gray. Well, I can't wait to hear it. All right, let's listen. great to hear old uncle floyd isn't it that guy had his own style he sure did he sang too i wish we'd had a song in there we, we might get one yet hey i was thinking of a couple other guys who have been here a number of times clark Bueling and carl anderton they live up uh, near fayetteville clark is famous i know for his great old time style he's famous all across the united states dave he plays the more gut string or nylon string and it's uh before the civil war era this song that he does it's completely different it's kind of similar to the african style that you've heard before this first song is Old Tar River. Now, I'm I'm not familiar with that song, but uh, Clark sure does a good job on it. I think that's an old Joel Sweeney song from about 1840. Okay. I'd love to hear it. Let's go.
Well, they've got a great old-time sound, don't they? They sure do. Yeah, Clark has studied the banjo for probably 40 or 50 years. He's really got that style down. He knows a lot of different styles, a lot of two-finger picking, three-finger picking styles. He's a good frailer. He does it all, and he has made a lifetime of studying old ancient banjo styles. In fact, I believe he's got some sheet music that goes back to the Revolutionary War. Wow, I didn't know that, but I do know that he spends a lot of time teaching and doing uh, workshops and stuff like that all over the country. I'd like to hear some more of him. Well, let's do it. Here's a tune called On the Mill Dam. Okay. Mark, that's great to hear another one of those old-style songs done by Clark Beeling and Carl Anderton. And by the way, I want to know, if why is it that everybody hates the banjo right off the bat? Well, it saves time. <laughs> I see, okay. <laughs> Mark, I'm really enjoying hearing this uh, old banjo music. What else have you got in your collection here? Well, I've got a recording of a dear friend of mine that uh, is a great uh, musician, plays banjo, other instruments, writes songs. His name's Jim Connor. I remember Jimmy. He was here, it's been quite a few years since he was here, though. He told a great story about how he wrote a song called Grandma's Featherbed, and he played it for his friend John Guggenheim, and, and Guggenheim said he didn't think that song would fly very well. But then John Guggenheim changed his name to John Denver and recorded that song and did very well with it. That's right. Yeah. Grandma's Feather Bed. He could play guitar and banjo as well. So let's hear a banjo tune from him. All right. This is one that we all learned, probably one of the first tunes that we all learned called Buy Them Cabbage.
that's great, Mark, hearing Jimmy Connors again. And isn't Bile That Cabbage Down? That's a great old song. Yeah, it is. Hey, I was uh, thinking about another local banjo player, a young man who's been playing here at the Folk Center for a number of years, Sam Blake. He's turned into quite the banjo player, hasn't he? He sure has. A tune here he did uh, called Wild Bill Jones. Would you like to hear it? Sure would. Mark, while we were listening to that, I was thinking about other local banjo players. We've got a guy who lives over uh, in Newark, Arkansas, not too far from here on the White River, who's one of the finest bluegrass banjo players around. Now, bluegrass, of course, is a different style than most of what we've been listening to. It involves the old three-finger picking. The guy I'm thinking about, though, is Adam Fudge. Adam Fudge. He's a fine bluegrass picker. And another thing, Dave, that style actually started up in the... 30s, late 30s, by a fellow named Earl Scruggs. Yeah, we've all heard of Earl Scruggs. In fact, they, some people just call it Scruggs picking. Yeah, that's right. And so here's Adam playing that style on Cumberland Gap.
Mark, that's good to hear Adam Fudge playing that three-finger style. I'd like to hear a little more frailing, though, and you know, I was thinking of another local banjo player who has done very well around here. That would be you, Mark. Me? That's right. Okay, well, I'll dig around and see what I can find. (laughs) Okay, what do you got? Dave, this is a song that I uh, learned from John McEwen, and it's called Mountain Whippoorwill. Let's hear it. Mark, fine job on Mountain Whippoorwill. Sounded good. Thank you, Dave. Let's take a short break for a little while, and uh, after we come back, we'll be hearing from our guest host for this week, Aubrey Atwater. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. We always enjoy hearing from our guest host, Aubrey Atwater, a native of the state of Rhode Island who does wonderful commentaries about various aspects of old-time music. This week, I think she'll be talking about the African-American influence on the banjo. Here's Aubrey. Well, I used to be a rounder, I often point out to audiences that the old style of banjo playing known as frailing or claw hammer is uniquely African-American. 
I first learned this style from Carrie Norris in Kentucky at the Heinemann Settlement School in the early 90s. Carrie is the granddaughter of Lily Mae Ledford, who you just heard singing and playing Pretty Polly. She was the leader of the early radio days group, the Coon Creek Girls. The technique where I use the back of my right index fingernail to note the melody has passed unchanged through centuries of American music. To this day, you can find footage of traditional African musicians strumming the same way. Here is a sample from a conting player, Daniel Jada, playing and singing in Gambia. tunes familiar to us in American old-time music, such as Old Joe Clark and Cluck Old Hen, are thought to trace back to African melodies in countries like Senegal. The banjo first came to the Caribbean and then North America with West African slaves, either in idea or physical form, as early as the 17th century. The early banjo, with many variations on the name, was an important part of traditional African-American music. In the antebellum South and other places with slave culture, which were numerous, many highly prized slaves played the banjo for dances and other entertainment settings, teaching their masters and other white people with whom they had contact. This particular era lasted over a hundred years before the five-string banjo was popularized and appropriated by 19th century white culture in the wildly successful blackface minstrel show circuit. Newer versions of the instrument replaced earlier gourd construction, and from there, the banjo proliferated into various musical genres, including jazz, blues, Irish, old time, and bluegrass. Here is a 1928 recording of Uncle John Scruggs playing the 1871 minstrel show song, Little Log Cabin Round the Lane. Listen carefully to the dialect and references. years, the black banjo movement and other groups have strived to reclaim the instrument. Here, Rhiannon Giddens, founding member of the Carolina Chocolate Drops, sings Julie, an original song based on a 19th century slave memoir. She is playing a fretless, minstrel-era style banjo. If they find that trunk of gold by my side, Julie, oh Julie, you tell them in that that trunk of gold is yours, my friend. Mistress, oh mistress, I won't lie. If they find that trunk of 
gold by your side. Mistress, oh mistress, that trunk of gold is what you got when my children you sold. Mistress, oh mistress, don't you cry. The price of staying here is too high. Mistress, oh mistress, I wish you well. But in leaving here, I'm leaving here. Thanks, Aubrey. Mark, I've been having such a good time today talking about the banjo and listening to these great banjo tunes. You know, I was thinking about other local banjo players, a great young man that we have here in town who not only plays the banjo but makes beautiful banjos and is Cranking him out right now is young Lucas Poole. He does. He, he's a good player. Good player and a good builder as well. He's making some fine banjos. What have you got from Lucas? Uh, run across this recording of Lucas Poole, and he's doing The Lost Gander. It's a little bit more modern style, and I, I think you'll really enjoy his playing. Okay. That's a mighty fine rendition of the Lost Gander. What an interesting style he's got. I couldn't tell if he was frailing or picking or maybe a little bit of both. Uh, You never know what Lucas is (laughs) going to do. That's what happens when they go off to college and to the Berklee School of Music. That's it. Hey, uh, another uh, local young lady who plays the banjo really fine. In fact, she went off to Murfreesboro, Tennessee this last uh, summer and won the National Banjo Championships, and that's young Lillian McCool. She won the Dave Macon National Banjo. Wow, and she's just a kid. She is, and uh, she's a good one, though, and she's a good player. That's for sure. Here's a cut that we've got called Garfield's Blackberry Blossom.
Well, that young lady can sure play a banjo, can't she? She sure can. Oh, gosh, that was smooth as silk. You know, we're lucky here. We have uh, some pretty big-time entertainers come in and do special performances. We've had Marty Stewart and the fabulous superlatives here, and I know that he has a fine banjo player that plays with him, Buck Trent. That's true. Buck used to work with Porter Wagner. Really? For years, he worked with Porter. And uh, Buck has a real interesting sound on an old banjo that he had, and uh, I think you'd enjoy hearing that. It's a gut string again. This is an original tune that Buck wrote called Until Dawn. Let's hear it. You know, Mark, we've been talking about different banjo styles, and one that we have not covered today in our show is flat picking the banjo, or plectrum banjo, I believe they call it. Um, I remember we had a group here uh, last year, the Paul Brock Band. They came from Ireland. In fact, they got off the plane and did their first show of their tour here at the Ozark Folk Center. Two guys on that band, Dave Curley and Shane Farrell, just knocked out the old banjos. You got any of their stuff? I do, Dave, and it's great sounding stuff. This is a, a tune called The Mason's Apron. Would you like to hear it? I would.
What do you think, Mark? Those boys can play the banjo, can't they? They're mighty good. I enjoyed that. All that done with a flat pick, too. They're yeah. just picking like crazy. It's great. It's a very Irish style. They were running. They, and they were playing tenor banjos, by the way, four-string banjos, not five strings like we play. Right. Well, Mark, I really enjoyed uh, going through these banjo tunes with you today. You've got a great collection down here. Well, Dave, I've had a ball because it's a lot of fun, and it's always good to see you and visit with you. And thanks to you folks for listening to our show this week. We'll be back next week with a whole bunch of different good music from the Ozarks. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.